Ladies and gentlemen, it's time once again for the award show to end all award shows. It's the 2023 Attack of the Killer Podcast Awards. Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer What? And here's your host for the 2023 Attack of the Killer Podcast Awards, me, Insane Mike, because that's all we can afford. <laughs> that's so true. Thank you, mysterious announcer dude. Hello, I am Insane Mike, your host, and welcome to our show. We have a great evening planned for you, um, and all because tonight is a very special night, because we are doing the Attack of the Killer Podcast Annual Awards we got dressed up. We're That's in right. tuxes. We have our tuxes. That's right. We went down the red carpet, and we all get to hope and dream that we walk home with one of these great trophies. Ah, yes. Only we're not nominated for I was saying, we didn't make any of these. <laughs> <laughs> so there goes all of our hopes and dreams. Now, the Attack of the Killer Podcast Awards is held every year, sub- celebrating the best in horror for that particular year, at least according to us. Each one of us has picked our top 10 films for the year, and we will be discussing them here on the show. We are pretty passionate about our picks, so there may be spoilers in our discussion, just to warn you. These top 10s can run pretty long, so we actually split this event into two episodes. This episode, we will be covering movies 10 through 6 on our lists, and the next episode, we will be sharing our top 5 of 20. 23. This year's award ceremony is brought to you by jointheattackers.com. Tired of your old Patreon donation? At a yes. join jointheattackers.com, you just don't get the same old perks for your donations. You become part of the Attack of the Killer podcast family that we passionately call the Attackers. As an attacker, you get all kinds of perks and bonus materials, like bonus episodes, videos, exclusive invites to our Attack of the Killer uh, podcast, our Attack of the Killer chat, monthly horror hangouts, and more. You get membership card and certificate, and there's so much more you can get on top of that. All you got to do is go to jointheattackers.com, pick the tier to get the content you want to help support the show. And here's a list of the attackers that do help make this show possible. That's right. But first, I'm really upset that uh, Meaty Chunks Meaty Chunks dropped us this year. Meaty Chunks dropped out. Oh, man. What did you say last year to make them so offended? I don't know. It's something about uh, their drinks being too gristly. I don't all know. right. Well, the attackers are, who are awesome, is Timothy Lennerer, Roman Doppelfeld, Larry Watnabe, Brett Royer, Seth Key, Jessica Irish, Chris Cook, Brian Godsell, Stefan Sitter, Brandy Moore, Andrew Moeller, Rod Hutchinson, Carmen DeHaig, Abraham Moreno, Andrew Bentler, Casey Kelderman, Tony Miller, Mike Clayton, Rose Talashoma, Abe Kirshner, Lisa Cavalier, Hollyberg, Bill Fisher, Emily Randolph, Greg Diedrich, and Dallas Paris. That is one heck of a list. It's an amazing list of awesome, awesome folks. Now, before we get on to the actual ceremony, I do have an announcement to make. <gasps> I just want to let everybody out there know 
on our YouTube channel, we've added a whole new playlist Yay. that's open to everybody, not just YouTube, not just attacker exclusive shows, but a, a channel that's going to be open, a playlist that's going to be open to everybody. We are posting all of Andrew's. Andy's recasting with Christian Slaters. We have a couple of them up right now, right? A couple, right? Yep, two or three okay. and more to come. More to come. Yeah, I'm going to try and do one a week. But yeah, one of the things we learned uh, is that Andy's family didn't really know he did impressions. It's so crazy knowing right. how good he is at them. Yeah. And so, uh, but believe it or not, his folks, you know, aren't uh, huge horror movie people, so uh, we're just kind of pulling pulling his little segment out of each of the episodes he did them and putting them on YouTube so they can hear them. And, and you I can be- too. Yes, you can too. I definitely recommend checking them out. They're hilarious. They're a lot of fun, and he does a really good job with the impressions. I went back and listened to those first couple, and it's just been a while. Yep, it's been a while. So I just I just forget just how much we lose Andy in those voices. Mm-hmm. Like you, you would, some of those voices that he does, it's like, that's, that's not Andy. I don't, <laughs> that is Ozzy Osbourne. That <laughs> is, <laughs> that is Gary Busey. He becomes Gary. Yeah. Yep. Just, just be careful. If you have cats, uh, yep. apparently <laughs> his Don Knotts gets him real horny. So <laughs> it's a phenomenon. really. <laughs> we don't know why science <laughs> has gifted him. But, um, <laughs> Spay, spay and neuter your, yeah, your right. animals. Uh, Tell them. Yeah. All right. So, yes, definitely check that out on our YouTube channel. And here are the presenters for this year's awards, or how I like to call them, the podcast crew. He believes the Academy Awards ceremony is faked because everyone who attends are paid actors. Tad. <laughs> Hey guys, great to have another year of horror to talk about. He's very upset that Liam Neeson hasn't won another Oscar in 30 years. It's because all of his roles have been taken. Jason! Oh Jesus, that's almost accurate. That was a good one. I know, right? Thanks! Thanks everybody for being here, really appreciate it. And so it's time now to get into, I'm like nervous. Finally time. My hands are all sweaty, see? Oh man, it's been a long year leading up to this. That's, that's right. So who wants to start us off with their Gosh. number 10? Why don't we just go, why don't we start with Tad? That's fine with me. Uh, if you listened to the bonus episodes, which you would not have heard. Yeah, you would have heard, no, no. You wouldn't have heard the uh, honorable mentions yet at this point. But... I talked about how my number 10 is always like the one that rotates. Yeah. Cuz you know, it's it's at the bottom of your list, which doesn't mean it's the I mean I guess technically it means it's the worst of your favorites, but it's so tough because it's it's hard to hang on and uh this one I absolutely loved. I I and again Jason mentioned that like some of these that happened came out at the beginning of the year, you sort of forget over time or you forget how much you loved mm-hmm. them. This is the one I saw in theaters. It did not do well at the box office, but I hope down the road it will become a cult classic and one of my favorite new Nick Cage movies, Renfeld. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Renfeld. D- this is so much fun. Um, it seems like we just had a lot of fun horror this year, which is good, uh, because later in my list there will be some really dark shit. But 
uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick Cage is Dracula. I mean, do we really need to discuss any further? I just, I loved it. Uh, I loved that they integrated him into the original Dracula movie in black and white at the beginning. Oh, that was so cool. Uh, that's just so goddamn cool. If nothing else, just for that. But I love this resurgence of Nick Cage doing like he can do a fun one. He can do a serious one. He can, but it's like, we're finally, we finally tapped into using his very expressionist acting into what it should have been, you know, for years he just made shit movies. (laughs) And now we're like, we're finally attention to everything he does. Yeah. It's like, he's, he's every couple months he comes out with something and, and, but he's rocking them now. And it's just like, this is great. You know, he really embraced the Dracula character and I wish it would have done better because it deserved better. That's my number 10. Loved it. Agreed. Starring Nicholas Holt too. I like him a lot. Ever since he did the, um, the blue fuzzy guy on X-Men. Yeah. And he's beast. He's going to be in Eggers, uh, uh, Nosferatu. So, so another Dracula film, but I, I, I would assume Robert Akers is going to make up a little bit more serious movie than <laughs> Redfield. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited. I think he was up for some other really big role. Now that I'm drawing a blank, but uh, he didn't get it. Ended up getting Renfeld, and you know, not quite the, the uh, box office hit, but it made my top ten. So that, that's even better. Higher accolades. Yeah, this. Yeah, it's. I'm not gonna say too much because there might be a surprise on my list later, and I'll I'll say what I feel. Then. Jason, what's your number ten? Oh my gosh, guys! Uh, here, let's get ready to get blown away. Here comes the list of lists. First of all, this is hard. This year is hard. You say that every year. I though. know I do, and I and I thought back to last year, and I thought last year. We had a consensus of there were a lot of movies, but maybe the they weren't the quality average was quality was a little lower. This year, I I started you know most of the way through the year. I'm like I don't know if there's as many movies this year. Yeah, but that's kind of how when I, I go to make my list, I'm like God damn, there's some good fucking movies this year. So I thought the quality even maybe there's less quantity, but the quality was much better. Yeah, it flipped from last year. Yeah, and yeah, like Tad said, I was shocked to find out how my my top five kind of went easy and it got harder as you get to the end. I just, I just didn't think it through. And, um, yeah, so these last ones definitely are tough, but all right, enough of that. I got to This is it, <laughs> it gets etched it. in yep. stone now. Oh my yep. gosh. <laughs> no going back. How many all times right. have you changed it since we started recording? Thankfully, I also realized that this is exactly why I wait till the last day to make my list. You guys worked on yours for weeks. It seems like tinkering my- here and there. Yeah, I, I just literally made a change like uh, <laughs> se- seconds ago. Almost every single year, I wait till the day of. I look at my because we keep a spreadsheet of all the films all year long, and we fill them in when we watch. And uh, so I just look at that list. I just make a splattering of. I just go through the list and write down all the ones that feel important or feel like they're going to stand out. And then I narrow that list down, narrow it down, and I make my list that morning of really. And I've looked at it all day, and it hasn't changed really. So I feel I feel good about it. But so number ten, Jesus Christ, Jason, man. <laughs> see, there is a reason I'm a podcaster. Okay, drawing so, this out, man. Well, I'm here to talk about the best. So, 
as also when we watch all these films, uh, we because we watch so many. There's like a hundred films on this list that we've watched. Not we three part them. episode, folks. Well, I gotta fill time here. No, you don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, you gotta kill time. Let's go. Well, I'm gonna. I just this is a lot of preamble here. We're getting to it. <laughs> Now you I love how Tad's freaking was... out, and it's drawing things out even more. I know. He is making it worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. All right. Sorry. Uh, well, anyway. Well, these movies. Oh, so because we watch so many movies, it's yeah. also like because we run film festivals. You know, when you watch a bunch of movies all at once, uh, you can really notice trends and things. And so I feel like this movie is part of a big trend this year. And, and there's definitely a couple that stood out to me. I would like to challenge you two to also help um, tell me what you thought some of the bigger major trends are. If you hadn't thought about it, think about it as we go through. Okay. Um, but yeah, c- just because it's interesting to me. I don't Yeah. how that works, you know, how, how two uh, meteor movies come out in the same summer. How does that happen? Yeah, you know, it's like, weird. It's weird how that happens so, sometimes. Anyway. I'm going to talk about what I think is the best, um, what's the word, possession film of the year, the best movie about an exorcist. We're talking about The Pope's Exorcist. Oh, okay. That's right. You thought I was going to say that other one, but I did not. No, I saw it. I was hoping it wouldn't. I know. Come on. I, I actually... I liked The Exorcist Believer, but um, The Pope's Exorcist. Dudes, I passed on this movie since the day it came out. I'm like, there's no fucking way this is good. First of all, your name's weird. I don't like it. And then I'm like, since when has Russell Crowe been credible? Sorry, I love him a lot. I mean, a lot. But like, uh, Russell Crowe. I don't know anymore. Was it him playing Zeus and Thor? That's, that didn't help. Um but uh, I also know you're not a big uh, possessiony film type guy. Not necessarily, but but Julius Avery directed this, so that's true. Now you gotta make me click on who the hell that is. Overlord. Overlord. Oh, yeah. Fucking okay. Overlord. Okay. I mean, he's etched in horror history for one of the gnarliest. <laughs> Anyways, what won't start on Overlord? And so, um, nervous. Past, past, past. Kept passing on it. Because I'm like, this is going to be, this feels like a direct-to-video thing, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Oh, there's because just I so know many. you two didn't watch it. No. So, yeah, yeah I'm so sure you thought heads that. Up. Yeah. I'm sure you thought that, too. Like, it's just, it's not going to be. But, guys, I'm telling you, uh, it's, it's fucking awesome. Um, it's, it's, yeah, so uh, Russell Crowe plays, it's kind of based on uh, the true stories. Um, as he plays Father Gabriel Amorth. He's the Pope's, <laughs> he's the head exorcist at the Vatican, and he took a lot of notes and um, from all the time that he did stuff, and this is the one of the big stories. And um, it's fucking, I thought it was great. It's got Alex Esso in it, too. I don't really spend a lot of time with her, but. I was like, who, who's he? And she he answered my was. question. <laughs> she was in Contracted. With, with, with Goggins? Yeah. Walter Goggins. Um, yeah. And uh, the ending gets kind of fucking nuts and like some really great um, 
imagery and the, the, the cinematography is actually really great. And I just, I was like, and, and the, the original exorcist is probably my second favorite horror movie of all time. So I know maybe I don't like possession not type movies necessarily, but, but when you say the exorcist in your title, I'm like, all right, well, there's a bar and how, yeah. how far under it are you going to be? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But God damn, this is solid, man. Totally solid. I really I, liked it a lot. Huh. I mean, I should have checked it out because I kept hearing people all. It's it's like the opposite thing where like I had the the same initial thoughts like yeah, who gives a shit? It's another one yeah. of those like jump on the trend things, and yeah. then everybody was surprised by it, and so I was almost like. Well, now that everybody's hyping it, I've got the opposite hype where I'm going to go in with high expectations and hate it because yeah. you. some people loved it. I felt like some people were like, I loved it because I went in thinking it was going to suck and it didn't. Right. Where I'm going in, I think it's going to rule. Is it going to suck? I don't know. What a yeah. stupid conversation to have in my head. But anyways. <laughs> That's my number 10, The Pope's Exorcist. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. When did you watch? When did you watch it? Oh, not. I mean, a, a month ago, probably. And you didn't feel like you could tell us that we should watch it? <laughs> I fucking did. If you want to scroll up a little bit, buddy, I fucking said this movie actually rules. I gave you the proper heads up. I just, you know, you can't say it too much because then you're... Uh, build, ex- build up yes. expectations. Now it's too late. Except, but, but I was going to say, but, you know, you can put yeah. a link in the chat and tell tell us to watch something. Okay, anyways... I know, but still, even if still, you're being like, yeah, but you just said the Pope's exorcist. You don't really mean it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'll find something else. Thanks. Mike. Well, my number 10 is an off-the-wall pick, mm. but probably not for oh. my tastes. But my number 10 is We Have a Ghost. Oh. I'm assuming nowhere near anybody else's lists. But I had fun with it, and I am such a big fan of um, Michael Landon's son, whose first name I can't remember right now. Yeah, huge fan apparently. I was gonna, I was Still not gonna look. say it, but yeah, uh, I was beating you to it. You had to. Yep. Knew he was say <laughs> it. I have to call out my own shit anymore and do it instantly, or else I'm <laughs> fucked. I love what's his name. <laughs> I remember he's Michael Landon's son, okay? I got that far. Christopher. Christopher. I've enjoyed everything that he's done so far, and not just because of the this weirdo trend that he's doing of taking, you know, genre other types of genre films from the 80s and putting modern horror spins on them and making them fun like Freaky or Happy Death Day. But I also really like uh, Boy, uh, what was it? Boy Scouts um, Boy Scouts Guide, Guide to, to the, the Zombie Epo- Apocalypse. Yep. That was good. That's a really good film. Yeah. Um, so I've enjoyed everything that he's done so far. I think there's a couple other earlier films I haven't seen of his. And was was a little shocked to find out that it was him because I, I don't think I realized it till the end credits. Uh, and then, you know, it kind of makes sense if if he is sticking with that trend that he's known for now again because there's there's definitely uh, it's got a lot of comedy to it it takes a lot of a lot of classic uh comedy genre tropes mixing them with modern horror tropes or even classic horror tropes 
it to me it really the movie for a, a chunk of it felt like and I think I talked about this before on what we watched so I'm just repeating myself but it really felt like a uh like a one of those like 70s live action Disney movies with outrageous plots and concepts like Cat from Outer Space or um the computer with red shoes or whatever you know that, that all the Kurt Russell movies um but uh but then it goes like Argento, Argento and Italian Giallo in the uh, in the end of the third act, and or throughout the third act actually, and so it was it was such a weird juxtaposition between the the first half and the second half. But it's to me, it still worked. It flowed very well, and I think by you know by the time you get to the darker side of things, you're invested in the characters and all this, that, and the other thing. And of course, you know, it's what's his face Hopper from David Harbor. David Harbor from uh, Hellboy. Hell, well, Stranger <laughs> Things. I was about to say he could do no wrong, but then come on, Tad ruined it. I just yeah, I'm just gonna bring up everybody's, <laughs> <laughs> which I can't say he ruined that. That's ruined because I still haven't seen that one. So it's probably and he's probably awesome as Hellboy because he's awesome in everything and he is so great in, uh, in this movie by basically almost doing a whole um, dialogue less performance in the first half. He doesn't really speak until later. So it's it's uh, that's it, so it just shows his chops, um, being funny and having emotional stuff and this that and the other thing uh, without any dialogue. And it, any either of you guys get to see this one at all? No, nope. I didn't. This was not on my radar at all. Yeah, nope. I didn't. Think I, it I'm, would be. It's a Netflix movie. Uh, yep. Yeah, I remember when it came out and you talked it up on what we watched, and I was like, maybe. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you guys get around to it, Anthony Mackie too. That's cool. I I mean I recommend it. I thought it was fun. Oh, we did it. That's it for this seal. episode. We oh, broke wait. the seal. Oh, it's just that was just ten. It's on now. It's on oh. like Donkey Kong. So moving on to our number nine, Tad. What's your number nine? This is one that was not. I watched it. I was like i i don't know is this gonna make my list and then the more i thought about it and realized that i just kept thinking about the movie i realized it definitely deserved a spot on my list it was a movie that i did not know was coming i did not i don't think anybody expected um what a weird sequel to make but wrath of becky uh yeah i mean becky was kick-ass it was yes but it wasn't i don't even if it did get hit theaters, it was very limited. Um, it wasn't a huge success. Uh, I loved it, but it wasn't mm-hmm. something that lit up the world to the point where I thought we'd ever get a sequel. And then mm-hmm. years later, we get a sequel, and they did this amazing thing where we had um, what's his name in the first one? Uh, Kevin James. Kevin James. Kevin James playing a neo-Nazi. And everybody's like, holy shit, that's really out of character. But he did great. He did great. And then we get Sean William Scott as like a proud boy in this. Like this trend of like taking the 2000s. And he was like, great. Like yeah. comedians, lovable comedians. Yeah. And making them dead fucking serious. But this movie, the way it's shot is so fucking cool. The idea for the sequel is so simple and paper thin, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and the kills are so fun. Oh. This oh, movie. God, yeah. 
is just the whole time I was having a riot. This is like probably the most fun movie of the year. Um, for sure. Just cool as shit. Uh, watching and my political views that we won't get into um, definitely influence this in a big way where I just love seeing these. I mean, it is like Christmas morning for me watching these fuckers (laughs) die in the most creative ways. I mean, talking about like, Earlier about, and you'll have to listen to the bonus where I talk a little bit about being conflicted on some of these movies about who I'm supposed to root for and stuff. There is no, right. absolutely no question on this one. Right. Squirrel uh, guy for a second, but then still. No. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, they make it clear as day who is, who you're rooting for. And I do not oh. feel a bit guilty when they get theirs. God, this was unexpected out of nowhere. Thank you, Jason, for making us watch this one. Because yes. this is, th- oh. and Mike mentions like one of his criteria is rewatchability. This one is probably mm-hmm. the most rewatchable on the damn list. It is so, so much fun. I, as soon as I watch it, I regretted not uh, waiting for Nikki to watch it with me because I was like, <laughs> you remember that movie with Kevin James? And uh, she was like, what? Which one? And I'm like, Paul Blart. Uh, yeah, I was like, you know, <laughs> no. Becky, I was trying to explain it. And she was like, oh my gosh, yeah. And I'm like, they made a sequel. She's like, what? You know, Came same reaction we all had. Out of all, nowhere. Yeah. yeah. The same thing we all thought, you know, and it was like, they made a sequel, and I'm like, yeah, and Sean William Scott plays a proud boy, and it's like, holy shit. She's like, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, and, and the lead actress who uh, I'm a huge fan of, but I don't know her name. Lulu Wilson. Um, Lulu Wilson. Uh, what a badass, and she's gotten yeah. better mm-hmm. since the first movie. She is yeah. so good. Like, am I just missing that she's not, is she in other stuff? Because she should be in everything. She's fucking awesome. She is great. Uh, and and she's grown up now, and she's even better in this. And she's such a badass, and believable, and hilarious. And her the timing of the movie is good. It's funny and awesome. I just can't say enough. Nice. I almost. I don't want to put this at nine. Let me put it up at like three. This is <laughs> this, this movie. This movie rules. Oh yeah, I'm the way so, you're talking it up, it's shocking. It's nine. I'm yeah. so glad that uh, forgetting to tell you about the dog part didn't ruin it. Oh no no it's it. But when that happens, Jesus fuck, you're like you couldn't be more mad. No. Well, th- there's a dog and her roommate. Oh, I mean, that there's, part. There's, fuck. You know, even if these guys weren't apprehensive enough of of just disgusting Having humans, yeah. uh, even if you, yeah, I mean, even if you f- don't follow the politics of them, like you would hate them for what they're doing to dogs and people, and just yeah, there's no question on who's the bad guy and who's the good people and fucking loved it. Yeah. It's, it's filmed and, uh, presented to you in a very fun spirited way. Not, yeah, it doesn't, I don't, it I mean, could have went over themes, the top a little more and yeah. been like more, it was like, it was like a freeze frame text away from being a comic book style yeah. oh, movie, sure. but it didn't have that. And so it, you know, it, Balanced that really well, I thought. For I being get, fun. Give me like a weird Deadpool vibe almost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah agreed. Um, now, I wanted to rewatch uh, yeah. the original Becky to have some some context and comparison, but it, is it just me? Do you guys remember the original enough to know if this was tonally lighter and and funner felt than like the it first was. one. It f- definitely felt like it. Yeah, it just yeah. I, it felt if, if my memory serves me, and maybe it's just all in Kevin James's performance, but it just felt like the first one was darker. I'm not saying it it's without lightheartedness and comedy because it's a small child taking on neo Nazis and winning. Um, you know, it's very Home Alone with Nazis. Yeah. It is. 
Yeah, very so it, dark Home Alone. Yeah, but uh, it follows the sequel rules. It's this, more fun and this, lighter. And this one feels a lot count. more bubblegum pop kind of. Uh, yeah, and I I think I like I, this one's I oh, like yeah. way better than the first one. Dude, fucking Courtney and Courtney Gaines. Gaines. God, yeah, I was happy to see him show up, and he's great. <laughs> he was in it. awesome, sort of. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay. As an actor, is a great performance. As yes. a character, fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. Oh, right what's what's your son's name? Adolf. He, he <laughs> said, "Oh fuck!" First, he says it. <laughs> he's got that look on his face, like, "Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to save my ass now." <laughs> so, he's great. I I bust out laughing as soon as he said it. I laughed a lot in this movie, man. Yeah. As as people are getting torn to fucking shreds, I'm laughing. So love it. Oh, that's great. Glad I would love to see this one in a theater. Oh, yeah. Deserves much more than, much more love. I don't think it's going to pop up on a lot of lists, uh, but it deserves more love. It deserves yeah. it, though. Next yeah. year's Tad's birthday party. Where, wh- remind me, where did we see this? Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. So, everybody out there, support this movie. Watch it. Hulu. Jason, number nine for you. Well, this uh, second movie is Tad's fault. It's on my list. Um, <laughs> He unknowingly mentioned it in the future past, um, on the past future bonus episode. That, um, but uh, this this next movie had no idea about it until Ted mentioned it. It stars um, my girlfriend, my movie girlfriend, and she gets to be my movie girlfriend because I get to talk about her first. Ted, um, influencer. Um, I really, really, really loved this movie. Um, it's about a social media influencer. Uh, she goes on a trip to Thailand. She makes a friend. Maybe the friend's not the as cool person as... she says they are. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as Tad explained on uh, the honorable mentions, like yeah, this movie's definitely got a who's who are we following? Because the movie starts out with following this social media influencer, and then it kind of goes to this friend, and you're just. And then once that happens, you're like, I can't fucking trust anything about this movie, which makes it great. Then boyfriends show up, and um, it's got just great uh, messages about society and the how much they put on social media influencing as a as news and how important it is, and I love that stuff a lot. I would say two people who work in like social media marketing. We do. We totally <laughs> we're do. Like, yeah, watching. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So the so the main lead bad girl Cassandra now does she um, is amazing. Kind of just also feels like she came out of nowhere. She's in another movie uh, this year. Uh, it's a Wonderful Knife. Yep. Yep. Uh, she plays a character in there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I started wondering, you know, we'll have this debate for, you know, the rest of this in the next episode, you know, what is horror? But like, uh, um, I, I questioned this one a little bit on being why, a why, horror movie. I didn't mean to look at you, you when I said, oh, no, I'm not. I lo- Sounds like you are. <laughs> I'm just preempting your f- eventual watch of this. And you'll I'll say, in, in my head, like nothing scarier than going like outside of the country, losing my passport, and having oh, someone yeah. you trust not be the person they said they were. So this is like I, this is a worse nightmare than oh, an real. exorcist that's not real. Just because <laughs> right. this kind of shit happens. 
Right. Now, I don't think it gets as... I can't... My, my mind isn't remembering any super violent deaths, necessarily. Uh, there's a, Is there's there? some stuff, yeah. But, like, it's not, like, on the level of hostile or anything. No, it's, but it's, no, no. It it's feels no torture very, by any means. It's grounded. It's very grounded, but... And that's what I, you know, that's what is, that is the thing I like about it. You know, it, it doesn't break any of its rules and it, uh, stays grounded and great message and great story. And because of the switcheroo, you, it keeps you on your edge. You're like, you have, you cannot figure out how it's going to end. And it's great. And I was just all in, man. I loved it. I'm Influencer. Glad, I'm glad I, I recommended it. I, I figured you would. Probably dig it yeah, big time. Really did. Man, I thought after the bonus I needed to see this one, but now I need to see it even more. What was the one with My- Maka Monroe last year, Watcher? Yeah. It sort of ha- has like a similar tone and feel to that for me. Like, Is that the one with the the ro- woman getting watched, watched from yes. the yeah, building yeah. across? And she's, yeah. I mean, that one's probably creepier, but yeah, this but one it's, has an uneasiness yeah. that just yeah. doesn't let up. I liked Watcher, so yeah, yeah maybe, yeah, I think I do oh, need to watch dig it. Oh, you dig this. Cool. All right, my number nine. Oh, he's go. smiling. What's this? <laughs> Here we go. It's my stupid sensibilities. Uh, uh, my number nine is Slotherhouse. Right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just so fun. And it, here's what's great about it, and this is what makes good comedy is taking your ridiculous premise and and playing playing it serious. And I'm not just talking about like the, char- the characters or whatever, but I'm just talking about an overall look of your monster or whatever. You know, you take a stupid movie like Thanks Killing where it's like a a rubber a rubber turkey puppet that somebody obviously has their hand in and moving the mouth and and it looks it looks all weird and deformed and it's like saying obscenities through the whole movie and whatnot. This is like a real looking sloth that goes on a murderous rampage. And it's so much funnier seeing the sloth pick up a gun and shooting people because it looks like a real sloth and not like a Muppet or... It's the perfect animal to pull off the puppetry. Yeah, because it's such a slow... And when you watch a real sloth moving, it doesn't look natural. <laughs> no, no. So this doesn't look natural either. The puppetry work isn't the best, or is it? You know, it, it <laughs> the puppetry looks puppet-like, but then so do sloths sometimes. So it's when it when the thing's static and it's just like moving its head around stuff. It, I'm convinced the, those are real sloth moments. But yeah, the movie's just yeah, and, it's and all shout out. Shout out to writer Bradley Fowler, who's from Cedar Rapids. Oh, Ooh. nice. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this this one, I I didn't make my list because I thought maybe um, it was a little. I had a little bias where I booked this movie, played it in a theater full of people, and had a blast. And I was like, the the experience of seeing it was probably better than the movie itself. Yeah. Um, so I'm so glad that you like watched it in a contained. Yeah setting and loved it that much that it's not just us like you know because i could i've watched some bad movies with a group that i had a blast with does that make it a good movie no but it made it a fun time yeah um but i really i i really was surprised by this one when i heard the title yeah. i was like i gotta book this shit 
we booked it and then i watched a preview of it and i was like oh my god like this and again sort sort of like what we talked about earlier with the uh the pope's exorcist where this one i went in expecting you know uh uh what's the shitty transmorphers and snakes on a train asylum uh, type stuff I, I, i was expecting more of an asylum type movie and this is like this probably could have gone a little more wide in theaters, not just one night in theaters. It, it yeah. could have been a thing. I think it would have uh, done a little better. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it had it had some problems with it, but it uh, yeah. But it man, it had. It was, let's just say it's better than it had any right to be for a movie called Slother House. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say my problems with it is is oh, the majority of the human characters. Yeah, they're just so. There's just a lot of nasty sorority girl mentality going on in this i in thought this movie. i thought the uh sorry to keep interrupting but i oh, thought fine. the uh the thing where like where the text bubbles were popping up um you know and, and the and the things were like you're seeing their social media profiles when you they introduce the characters on the screen where it's like this yeah. person has this many likes and, and all that stuff i was like this is really fucking good like this is a smart way to handle this in in this world where social media and popularity plays such a big part of the story where I'm like, mm-hmm. how do you handle this in a smart way? Cause I fucking hate when I'm watching a movie, especially when I'm watching it at home and I can't, you're supposed to be able to read their, their cell phone. And it's like, I have a 70 inch TV and I still can't read your shit. Like, yeah. yeah how do you I wasn't handle able it? to read all the stuff in the bubble? So like I, I hated it by the end. I mean, I hate it, but like I, I get to maybe the last time they do it and I'm like, Oh, there's more shit in that bubble than the thing I was reading. I don't know. Uh, no, I yeah. missed most of it. Uh, I did too. It's, my eyes are shit, but <laughs> but I agree that that's a that's the way to do it. It was a nice way to do it. Yeah, and that's the whole real theme and plot of this movie is based on uh, social media acceptance and and getting those uh, views and those likes and whatever. Yeah, just so this girl can be the well, the queen of the sorority house. I for, I forget what it was. I also I also love that like with this saying they take it beyond they they like break the wall with it. There's a there's a point where it's like sitting as they play I don't even remember they're playing some game like volleyball or something outside and it's sitting in like a ref's shirt with a whistle around its neck the the sloth is and yeah. it drives a car and it's like yep yeah we know that it can't do this and fuck it it we need to do this to get a laugh so we're gonna do it and not care yeah. But again, what makes the those moments funny is that it looks like a real sloth. Right. And the sloth yeah. is updating people's Instagrams. And, yeah. 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 The fact that it's a real looking sloth doing unrealistic things, that's how the comedy works. You're shaking your head. <laughs> just because just it's that ridiculous. Sloth. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope, cute. And he's cute. I, yeah. I hope we get Slother House too. Yeah. How do you feel about them saying the name of the movie? Oh, I loved the way they handled it, too. It's a slother house. Everybody groans. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's time for number eight. Wow. Let's mix it up a little bit. Jason, why don't you go first? Oh, Jesus. Um, Or is that too left field? Okay. Uh, Mine is one of those movies. My number eight. Yeah, it's one of those movies that kind of happened earlier in the year, way earlier in the year. Um, but I couldn't deny its awesomeness, and it really stood out to me 
and I enjoyed every bit of it. Megan. Megan, if you haven't seen Megan yet, Megan is a marvel of artificial intelligence, a lifelike doll. It's programmed to be a child's greatest companion. I don't have to tell you this. You've seen all this. You know who Megan is. Um, I, I did watch the trailer a little bit. Just to, I went through most of my top tens just to like make sure. And I'm like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, this movie's great. And this is the this is what Chucky should have been. What? I didn't say Whoa. it. Whoa. I didn't hey, say that. Hey, Jason. Yeah. My number eight's Megan, too. Yeah, see wow. the cool people. Know. Twinsies, buddy. Yay. I was so like, I was like almost feeling like self-conscious about even putting on my list. Same. But I'm like, fuck it. I love this one, man. Same. I am so in for like the weird trends. Uh, at Horror Nights, they had hordes of Megans going around. Uh, they would do like... Uh, flash mobs so they didn't you didn't know when or where they would appear but they would appear out in the streets of universal and do the dance and i'm like this is the kind of stupid shit i love it it, (laughs) and like you said yeah it's better than the the chucky reboot uh this is so like making us afraid of ai this movie rules yeah it has i think so many more of those moments that you love about child's play movies where this inanimate ish object uh, looks and does things it's not supposed to do, and you're just like, just puts you in a level of uneasiness that is amazing. And um, and yeah, the, an- another moral uh, dilemma, like yeah, we talked about earlier, where that shithead kid is being bullied and she rips <laughs> off his ear, and you're like, fuck yeah, fuck that kid, like rip off his ear and let him get hit by a car, right on. <laughs> I would have done that if I could have stood up to the bullets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the other girl's great. The mom's great. The the big battle at the end is great with the you know past robot. Yeah, that was cool. That, that was very awesome. Uh, and and seeing the mom and daughter you know get together finally and yeah, man, this movie and you know who doesn't like little dance moments? I'm with you, Ted. And I I love uh, is it Allison Williams or is it Allison Williams? Yes, yeah, I I think mom. it's really. I mean, I'm going to get groans here for being too woke or whatever, but it's like you don't see like a lead female who's doesn't have kids, yep. uh, you know, has is career driven yep. and is you I mean, it's almost like, you know, you think of that role as the deadbeat dad or the, the dude, the single dude who's the bachelor. Yeah. Right. And fuck. Yeah. For going the other way with it because those women do exist they just i can't think of even another film where someone's represented like that and uh i loved it and she's she's great i love her so twinsies yeah (laughs) triplets mike triplets (laughs) oh i almost thought about changing Uh. it just so it would be because well spoilers i'm gonna i'm gonna just spoil it because it's so we're so close yeah. to it it's my number seven fuck yeah oh <laughs> so close good so deal close. good deal god we're, we're like girls who are on their period of <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> we're up. anyways but, but, uh, that, that finishes my eight so mike what's your eight <laughs> so my eight was uh knock at the cabin oh yeah. yeah man that movie is great yeah m, m- night back on the list that's but, right. Yes. On my list, not that Jason's. That made it hard to not have him on there. I must be a bigger M. Night God fan. damn it. It does mean that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, let me find my card. I'll hand it over to you. <laughs> Thanks. I've been wanting it back for so long. Yeah. You get to wear the shirt this year. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Until he makes, like, Last Airbender 2, and then Jason uh, can have the shirt movie. back. Come on. <laughs> uh, um, what's... Uh, what's the one before? What's the what's the Will Smith one? 
Oh, after Earth, before yeah. Earth. I like that one too. Really? Okay. Yeah. There's is there not a one? No. Okay. I like I'll one. move on. Uh, but this one's great. Yeah, Batista, man. Yeah. Oh, so awesome to see him outside of the Guardians movies and doing something different. He's such a subdued character for him, but just a lot of emotion behind it too, because you know he hates every moment of what he's doing to these people, but he has to. And because he believes. And I just love how M. Night, and he does this in a lot of his movies. Forget the whole, oh, M. Night's the twist guy. The the twist. The twist guy. M. Night is the questioning what you're seeing guy. Like, a lot of his movies are like this, where where you're just questioning is like, are these people just crazy or is this real? And Mm -hmm. you're you're debating that through most most of this movie. And it, I'm, I'm, even at the end, I'm still questioning yep. it. Even yep. after seeing things like you know all the airplanes crashing and all that yep. crap, which I watched this movie right before taking an airplane trip, so oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, and so it's just it's he just such a good job on that balance of like you, you as the audience member even questioning really um, what the reality is in this in this film. I think the only real thing that kept this out of my top ten, because I, I spoiler, it comes up in my honorable mentions, is that I, I, and I brought it up when we had it on the full episode when we talked. I think it was a cabins episode, or the woods or something. But um, was the whole Rupert Grint's like his character? Ron Weasley. Yeah, it played. Oh, yeah. The, we questioned like that thing where it's like we see the flashback and he does have a connection to this couple, but it never they never explain it later as like why you know it, it just seemed like some something was it, it was leading to something and it never paid off as to like cause yeah it, it was a misdirection that didn't necessarily need to be there. Yeah, and I can say I agree with you on that, and I can say that I feel like that scene that I don't I don't like it either cuz it doesn't feel like it belongs in this movie and I could be harsher when it comes to M Night doing something like that because I feel like M Night has always done a really good job of everything you're saying in front of you is serving a purpose in the story and I unless I'm missing something I don't see unless, what that Well you must not have seen the special features with the deleted scenes and the commentary track from the Blu-ray, like the real true fan. <laughs> oh, over he's here. back! He's God back. damn it! Here's the shirt back. Oh, uh, just kidding! <laughs> I don't have a Blu-ray. But oh, <laughs> it's probably say, on there. J- Jason, <laughs> Jason watched four YouTube videos like you did with Skinamarink. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Found found one fan one fan theory as to why. <laughs> But but don't you agree though? As far as M Night goes, yeah, like it's always everything up. everything there serves what he's what he's doing and and telling the story. And th- that particular scene didn't, unless there is something missing, which could be. But then again, like why would he still leave that? You guys there? dwell on it too much. You're right. Anyway, but it's but a Shyamalan like he leads us to dwell on that kind of stuff. That's his yeah. thing. So yeah, that's what that's what I was sort of disappointed with. It was like he usually wraps up everything. So yeah. Anyways, it's still a great movie. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing you know. taken away from it. Nope. All right. So, man, we're trucking along, but maybe we need a break. What do you guys think? What do yeah. you think? Tad probably has to pee, so. Yeah. Little little child bladder that he has. 
<clears throat> I keep it in a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we'll continue on with uh, our list. First, you're going to hear a promo for our podcast network called the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. The PFPN is home to over 30 shows, including The Movie Defenders. <laughs> the Movie Defenders is a podcast which discusses the positive aspects of popular movies. They take popular movies that have been ridiculed by critics and defend them. Listen to the fun discussions of the movies you love or perhaps reconsider a movie again you didn't like as much as you wish you did. Now, as of this recording, uh, you could check out their latest episode, which is 161, where they talk about The Muppet Christmas Carol. Now, I haven't had a chance to listen to that one yet, but I heard the one before it was eager to check it out because they did Clue. I love Clue, yeah. and it was a great discussion. It was it was really cool because there was a lot of things that were said that, you know, normally I'll listen to a movie podcast about a movie that I'm passionate about, and I'm yelling at the, oh, you need to talk about this, you need to talk about that, or, you know, you're, you're missing the... You're missing the the nuance of this scene or whatever. And uh, they pretty much hit the nail on the head of everything that I wanted to hear them talk about. It was great. It was a really good episode with lots of quotes from the movie. Just going to tell you that too. So um, check out the Movie Defenders and all the other shows at thepfpn.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. And we're back. All right. So uh, hopefully that gave you guys a chance to check out all the other amazing shows on the network. Totally. Yeah. Now let's get back into it. <laughs> we're on to number seven. Um, I'll just go ahead and start because we've already talked about it and I've already said what mine was. It was It's Megan. Just barely Dude, missed awesome having movie. the trifecta. Oh, so good. Movie. Number eight. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great. Yeah. Well, love um, love the look of Megan and, and the way it, the way she moves and... How yeah she, it's like a lot of like it reminds just reminds me her look just kind of reminds me of like AI pictures you see on, on Facebook and stuff. It's like this looks real but it looks off. Yeah, yeah, and then they nailed it with her. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, so I'll say uh, before we move on is the power of this movie. The fact that it ended up on all of our lists. Uh, you know, about the middle of our list, uh, and it came out in January this year that we all remembered it and it left that big of an impression. That, you yeah, know, yep. it, it, it's like out. I tried to really not have recency bias yep, change my list, but For like, sure. if anything, this is like a, a strong showing. I wonder if it would have came out like October if it would have been higher, but could have been, yeah, true. Well, it was higher on mine than it was yours. <laughs> It's true. Bigger fan. Yeah, you, you get you get to wear the Megan shirt. <laughs> you get to wear the wig. There's a lot of shirts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd break a hip if I tried that dance. Okay, so Jason, what is your number seven? Okay, well, here's one that I did not expect to be on my list at all. 
and I'm just shocked. And I think it kind of goes to what you said with Megan, where like this one left an impression with me, you know, it just stuck with me for a while. I just kept thinking about it. I was just, uh, it's a fun little mystery too. And you just start rooting for one of the characters anyway to, uh, and it also, um, this will be a movie that I think falls into another one of the big themes of the year okay. um, that has to do, I don't know how broad to make, to call this theme. And I also don't, okay, so the theme I think is uh, children and birth. And, oh yeah, I had that written down as like a trend, uh, reanimation and children. Yeah, like it's a really, uh, there's probably at least five or six movies out of this hundred that really stood i mean it was just really stands out to me and then i i don't want to say this to not be woke or maybe it's just attributing the awesomeness to that theme is like this particular movie is a female director and i've been looking at a lot of the directors and a lot more directors of women and that's fucking awesome awesome. right and so maybe that i don't know if that's why there's more movies about kids um in this year you know yeah but uh, the uh, this movie just just awesome. I didn't expect it to be. I just watched it on a whim, and it's called Birth slash Rebirth. Oh, okay. Didn't see it. Birth Rebirth. Yeah, a morgue technician successfully reanimates the body of a little girl, mm. and she must harvest biological materials from pregnant women to keep the child breathing. Um, when the girl's mother, a nurse, discovers her baby is alive, the two enter into a deal that forces them both down a dark path. So this movie's great. It's all women. Um, I it's it's somewhere in between Frankenstein and Reanimator without the neon. Yep. Without yeah. the neon or or over the top wackiness. Did Sorry. you say that on on Messenger too? Because that. That comparison I think I tried without to. the neon, that reanimator comparison <laughs> without the neon. I, I felt like have. I read it somewhere. See, I try to tell you these movies are good. Yeah, he, he, he did push this one. Yeah, I tried okay. to, but you know, like it's not a. I mean, it's it's weird. And the the, the other lead girl, Marin Ireland, uh, she's this tall redhead, just weirdo who basically plays the scientist role. And you don't know what the fuck she's up to. She's off her rocker. She's just weird. She has like socially yeah no social skills whatsoever. (laughs) She is too smart to have to deal with any of that. So anyone who tries to interact with her while you're figuring out what's going on, you're like this this lady's weird. Yeah, this lady's like on the spectrum. Like, but like unaware that she's a complete monster and bitch to her coworkers. Uh, because she's obsessed with her work and that's her life and everyone else has a life. And yeah, later in the movie, she's sort of reali- slowly realizing like, oh, like other people have other things outside of <laughs> this weird obsession with life and death. Um, but And so the, yeah. the, the main character, the mom, is a nurse in the same hospital. And, and she's like a single mom, struggling, just trying to get by. It's a hard life. And she, you know, has to has to go into work and has to leave her kid with the neighbor and has one of them long shifts. And during that shift, her fucking kid dies. And it is fucking heart-wrenching. Uh, 
it's just it's so it's it's hard to watch as a parent you know any of these movies that have to do with kids are touchy you know definitely trigger yeah. warning ish so it's tough <clears throat> and to watch this mom and and she's you know out of the corner of her eye she's had interaction with this uh dr frankenstein with this <laughs> sign to this nurse other lady and figures it out and uh and anyway finds out she follows her home and all this stuff and finds out that the scientist lady has stolen her dead baby and has trying to bring it trying back. to bring her back to life in her house as an experiment basically because an, yeah yeah and so then but a traumatized mother you know desperate to have her kid again has just you know it, it's not unrealistic i mean they, all of this is unrealistic but not not really cuz they ground it so well in this because yeah. they it, they're both stuck in a bad situation now yeah. where she's caught trying to reanimate a dead body <laughs> um so so she she stole so she you know so yeah the mom can't go to the police because she wants her baby reanimated so they're yeah. both on the hook with each other and trying to make this work and it, it suddenly becomes a weird family dynamic almost like a pet <laughs> yeah. they, they treat it almost like a or a dying old relative where someone has to always be on watch and uh i'll let you talk some more about it because there's there's a pig in this story too yeah well, it was like her first thing she brought back oh, to life gotcha and 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 the serum the magical serum is made from birth stuff. So this, oh, like the scientist lady stuff. keeps trying yep. to get pregnant. She's getting semen to make babies in her so that she can take that baby before it gets too far and use pre-baby stuff to to make this serum, and it works. And and that yep. goes wrong. And then it's like, now what do we do? Is Oh man, it's fucking great. It's, it's it's a big roller coaster because this movie kicks off with this really socially awkward lady at a bar offering to jerk off an old man in the bathroom and she does and puts it in like a little collection thing and it's like where the fuck is this going? Hunting for baby gravy. Yeah. 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 And she's not she doesn't uh again, she's so socially awkward. She just is like I would like to masturbate you in the bathroom. And the drunk old biker's like, cool, like, let's go. And she's like, but you can't watch. You can't look. Because she's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it is a very unique movie. What a, I mean, for Jason talking about like the trends, there's like two others this year that yeah. you could say have this trend, but it's, it's, they're all so different in tone and story. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. This one was, was really good, Jason. Thanks. Yeah. It, uh, it's weirdly grounded too. It seems it's not fantastical necessarily. It's very no. matter of fact and and yeah. When she reanimates yeah. these things, it's, it's more. It's it's not as extreme as like Pet Cemetery or Reanimator. Yeah. It's like these things they they are living, but they lack their motor skills. Do you slowly have to rehab them and try to teach them? Yeah. They're it, the but way it's back like, is tough and. Yeah, it's sort it's sort of like it reminded me of Pet Cemetery because yep. these things are not they come back and they're not the same, but they're not violent necessarily either. Yep. They are basically they're a shell of a person trying to survive. It's almost like being reborn with a functioning body with a brain of, you know, an an infant, so 
And I believe you can find this on Shudder. Yep, another yeah, Shudder great. This yeah. one's really good. Birth, Rebirth. On, it's my number seven. Tad, what's your number seven? Oh, man, this one's a heavy one because, uh, yeah, I this one was at 10 earlier today. <laughs> wow. It's oh. made its way up, and I, I honestly think it deserves to be further up. It might be one of my favorite movies of the year, but my internal mm-hmm. debate on the horrorness of it, but it's stupid to even debate that. Um, yeah. It probably does. It it probably does deserve to be higher on the list. Um, but it's one I saw literally last night, Godzilla minus one. Oh, Uh, okay. I even asked Jason, is this, do you consider this horror? Asked Brian Clark, which is not the person to ask because, uh, he was like, well, it's about the horrors of war. And then Michael Rowland, my other Godzilla expert was like, uh, Giant lizard smashes people. Yes, it's horror. Uh, <laughs> so uh, who am I to argue? This movie, like I said, is probably the best movie on my list. Yeah. Um, but is it the best? So, so you know, people say, well, how is it not your top horror movie? But is yep. it in the horror? I don't know, man. It's a it's this debate of making this list. But the movie uh, itself is fucking brilliant. Let's, oh, I'll end this debate. Godzilla was on. The cover of Fangoria number one. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and and this is definitely uh, a horror horror Godzilla, not the American <laughs> yes. glowing pink guy that this has is... created a whole fiasco in our group chat. One angry um, lizard. <laughs> yeah, and this this is such a just a you could I mean God man Godzilla in this movie is barely like he's just there to move the story along because it's a story about people. And the horrors of war, like like uh, Brian Clark said, and what the he comes along to fuck things up, and then you the stories of these people. But the story's so good, you don't yeah. even want him to show up because he's right. gonna fuck things up. Right, for your story that you're totally in right. which is weird to feel that in a Godzilla movie. Right, uh, Toho it, knows how to make a man. This is so fucking good. It's and Brian Clark told us. Uh, you know, earlier in the group chat today, that it's the number one movie. It's yeah. got ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Unheard of. Uh, you know, this is fucking great. The performances, it's emotional. It is tugs at the heartstrings. Uh, fuck yeah, this movie rules. I'm putting it number one. No, I'm just joking. Move it up. And it's not connected to any previous Godzillas, right? It's its own thing. It's not like a sequel to Shin Godzilla or. That would be a question for Brian Clark, but, um, okay. but you can you can watch it on its own, 100%. You oh, don't. well, I you can watch all of them on their own. Right, but I, 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 there might be, Brian will probably like, you know, there is connection, but uh, <laughs> I don't know of the connections, but it's on its own. It's fucking great. It, it, it's a very basic Godzilla story. He's, you know, he's he, there's you don't need to know about any lore or anything, just giant lizard fucking things up in during a war that's basically it it's so simple and stripped down and i, I i'm like watching this and i'm like why can't we have like horror like our horror franchises why can't we have like jason friday 13th and halloween like why do they why do we have to have these ridiculous crazy deep stories this is so simple and so perfect cool yeah, yeah. okay Got, godzilla minus one number seven so I can't wait for you to see it. And if I know, of all so movies this year, mad. of all movies to see in a theater, 
Yeah, you got to see it. In the well, this is you a fucking feel. His it steps. feels like a once in a lifetime <laughs> opportunity to see a Toho movie, a Japanese subtitled film, subtitled so film awesome. movie from another country being played across theaters in the United States. I mean, it's, it's in wild. Ottumwa, Iowa, for it's God's wild. sakes. And shout out to uh, the only other person in the theater when we saw it on a Monday night, Phil Poole, for waiting for the most quiet, dramatic, heart-wrenching moments to knock back his cup of ice into his mouth and slush his fucking God popcorn bag. It. God damn it. Anyways. <laughs> Phil. Love you, Phil, but Jesus Christ, man. Come wait on, three man. seconds. The room. I mean, that's yeah. Name. Wait till it, Phil fills his face with popcorn and ice. <laughs> Phil, come on, dude. Like, there's times where Godzilla is stomping on a city. You can shuffle your popcorn bag and rattle your ice in. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> moving on so, to number six. Yeah, so glad it's on your list. Moving on to number six, Jason. Guys, this is the last round. It is. Oh my goodness. Well, oh my gosh, here's another one that I didn't know about this film until Tad, Tad told me about it. I'm really excited about my my top 10 in general this year because the majority of them are more indie films, not on purpose necessarily, but there are a lot of big budget stuff that just didn't make the cut, so maybe just in an indie vibe now, but this movie... uh it's called Attachment. It tells mm-hmm. it's a couple's new relationship um, is interrupted by mysterious happenings in their new flat, provoked by one of the women's disapproving mothers. Um, this is a Danish film. So that's awesome. And speaking of subtitles. I love Danishes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, this is a, it's, you know, here's, here's the reason I love, or you're going to say I would love this movie is that it's, it's a love story movie. It's about, uh, these couple of girls that just find, just find themselves. Oh, it's this, that one. Instantly just, just fall for each other. Love at first sight. Love at first sight. And every time what I, you know, little quirks about their journey is every like time that they, have a questioned moment of like, are we doing this too fast? They just do and say the right thing at that moment to just keep it going further. And I, I just loved that. Um, yeah. And then just, uh, one of the girls just starts having some health problems really bad. And they take her back home to mom and mom's weird as fuck. And she's just a little overbearing and a little weird. A little. Okay. So she's fucked. And they're super uh, Jew- Jewish, I believe. Yeah. And at least that's what I got from yep, the trailer. Yep, yep. <laughs> and so there's, you know, there's um, things I don't necessarily always understand, but um, it was great. The the other, um, the the girls were awesome. Um, I'm trying to find a cast. Uh yeah, Josephine Park, the the blonde girl, she was just gorgeous. So and, good, so good. And just yeah, she was captivating while her girlfriend was going through this fucking ride from hell. Um, you're just just trying to follow her and hang on and hope for the best, and you're trying to figure out, you know, what is the fuck going on here? And the and this movie's so great. Be 
yeah, I don't know. I, you know, we always talk about trying not to look ahead. Um, but I just, you're like, what the fuck is happening? Why, what is wrong with this other girl? And you just don't know. And where it goes, it's just like, well, fuck. That's awesome. <laughs> and it just takes this dark ass turn and, and gets into some wild shit. And, um, yeah, the end is just awesome. And you, people you didn't like, you end up liking. And, uh, yeah. When a movie says horror slash romance, I'm in. Yeah. I was going to say, that's how I saw it was billed as like on, on shutter. And, you know, this is one yeah. of those movies I watched the trailer for. And it's like, well, if I get to it, sure, you know, based on the trailer, um, so yeah, it seemed like it was really it really is more centered around the love story. It really is. It's mostly these two girls just trying to make their way in this mixed up world, you know, with a crazy ass mom and yeah. uncle and just just wanting to be in love and shit just ain't working out for them and it's hard and man, I was in from the fucking get go. <laughs> Figured you would be, yeah. So just just going with them on this journey was incredible and and uh man, I loved it. And it, and again, stuck with me. That's that's one of the things about my list this year is just these movies stuck with me. They were there was just more to them. I know this whole year, um, Jason's been on a journey of. Does he still like horror movies? We were getting worried. I was worried there. There was a minute, right? And, and I was too, especially in these last few months where we are really packing them in here. I'm like, this is either going to break and ruin Jason forever, uh, or you know, I mean, it was a concern. Yeah. When forced to watch this many fucking horror movies. But, like, I think I just got lucky where most of them were good ones, you know, or that didn't um, just hurt me or or just make me so mad I didn't want to, you know, or whatever reason I was having trouble with horror. I don't know. Just the, the movies on my list this year, I just, I don't just, the quality was so good with the storytelling from beginning to end that it's just like horror can be awesome. So I was, I was really happy. That's my takeaway for the, the year ender for sure is I'm glad that, uh, I still like horror movies because it was touch and go there for a minute. So. Well, God, I want to jump back to what we talked about in one of the bonus episodes. You should a little bit without. Well, again, I worry about <laughs> spoilers too, but, uh, yeah. um, night of the hunted, yeah, and how that ends, I was concerned about how you took that. Yeah, I mean, we we uh, you and I had a little off air. We've got to hang out a little bit, um, and one of our few discussions we've had about trying not to talk about these movies has been the only one of the big things that have hurt movies this year is the fucking endings. Like a movie will do really good. Yeah. But fucking botch the ending. But that's coming from a different place. And Maybe. as far as the ones that I don't like the endings, it just felt like for me, it was like lazy writing or sure. And, but uh, I'm some just, of those endings, s- plenty of these movies that we watched this year aren't on my list because the endings weren't great. I mean, it wasn't a solid piece. So uh, I don't remember Night of the Hunted being well, I just you, uh, I mean, yeah, I was bummed that it didn't. But it what happens to her, right? Am I mistaken in remembering? Yeah, she goes, but okay. like, but like, I was trying not to spoil but, to the and I, and I to the mall. Worry about to you know shopping. She goes to the mall shopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the mall in the sky, sky mall. But uh, <laughs> but it wasn't senseless. It wasn't. 
Okay. You know, like it wasn't for nothing. She got to do the thing and a- save the little kid and beat okay, the so guy. Okay, so she saved the kid and okay, like, and she beat the guy. So there is she, a and, and victory her, there. If her arc, if, whether she learned her lesson or not, I hope she did, but like... She did the good thing, <laughs> right? I mean, because of her mistakes that got her in this position or not, uh, she, her, her demise is deserved. So, like, that's okay. But she did a good, like, it wasn't senseless. Okay, I'm just if sorry I to had, derail yeah. it to to the, back to that, but I just that was crossing my mind while we were doing the bonus, and now that you brought this up again, your spiral this year on on horror. Um, mm-hmm. And st- I'm just still trying to get a sense of where you're coming from same, on some of this. Same. So. I am too. Okay. Uh, but attachment, I'm not saying everybody lives or everybody dies, but um, the story was solid. And when you get to the end, you're like, fuck yeah. Okay. So Cool. All right. So That's my number six, Tad attachment. W- attachment. <laughs> uh, Tad, what's yours? We're on number six, right? Yep. yep. All right, this is one that sat at my top film like <gasps> up until summer. Wow. So it's wow. been a while, okay. but I've okay. seen a lot since then, obviously. But I really loved this movie. This was like my favorite movie of the year up until summer. Um, it is a Cronenberg movie, Infinity oh, Pool. Yeah. Uh, I love Mia Goth. I yep. love the weirdness of this movie. So it weird. is, yeah, it is a mind fuck. It is scary. It, uh, again, we talked about it a little bit with influencer of a situation. I mean, this is like influencer in a completely weird, different universe, uh, where people <laughs> leave the country and the worst kind of shit happens, but, uh, not grounded at all. No, nope. I hope not. <laughs> I, I, you know, Fucking I hope, hope this, <laughs> this is not something that can happen, but, um, uh, Jason, you watched it, right? Mike, you did not probably. Mm-hmm. No, um, I did. So the, I don't know how much to say about this one. Not too much. You can say what you want. I'll forget. Uh, Still, but yeah, for people who are listening, though, I even, mean, you can explain the premise that the, they gave this, them their warnings at the beginning. This writer, he's having a hard time coming up with. He's got writer's block, so they decide to go to this like all-inclusive resort outside the country. He happens to run into this girl, Mia Goth, who's a huge fan. And she's like, you know, hey, you should join me and my dude. And you and your wife should join us. And we'll show you around. And we're, we know all about this place. And we're huge fans of yours. And red flag, red flag. You can trust us. Yeah, huge <laughs> red flags. And, and hey, we should leave the resort in my car. It'll be fine. No, don't ever fucking do that. Uh, but it doesn't go to like where. I mean, it's a Cronenberg movie. It's a Brandon Cronenberg movie. Um, yeah. So... I, I would say it's not, it doesn't go where you expect it to, but with a Cronenberg, you might sort of expect it to do the unexpected, but you still can't guess what the fuck's happening here. Um, <clears throat> I don't necessarily want to go further than that mm. because, I mean, Jason, what do you think? Should we go further than that? I'm just trying to remember what the trailer told me. I see. Mm. I didn't watch a trailer. I just knew Mia Goth in a, a new Brandon Cronenberg. I think movie. it's in the trailer. You know what happens if you. Uh, get in trouble in that country. So basically, yeah, they get arrested, and it's it's like your worst nightmare of like getting arrested in Mexico or wherever. Right. Like they hold you captive, and they can do what they want with you. But um, there's a way out if you have enough money, and they fucking clone you, and make another version of you, and then you sit in the audience and watch 
what you think. I'm not, it, it's a mind fuck. Is <laughs> are you watching the real version of you? Are you watching yourself? Mm. Are you are you the yeah. clone? Is that the clone? But they basically punish this thing in front of you, and you get to like watch them torture you from like an audience. And and so basically, like Mia Goth and her group of lunatics, you know, they go out and do whatever the fuck they want because when they get arrested, they can just pay to have themselves cloned again. Um, and the punishment taken out on the clone. Not yeah. Them. No, no, uh, yeah, no consequences. The of the country. Yeah. Is... No consequences you think. And it, it goes deeper than that. So that's just, the, but it's, it's fucking a mind fuck where, yeah. Uh, one he, of the scars guards, he's like the, <laughs> the, the lead writer. I don't know which one he is. Um, he's handsome as fuck, but he, uh, yeah, it's it's wild because he's watching himself being like waterboarded, and mm. it's like, is that him? Which one's him? Well, and then and, he starts and, questioning, like, is that me? Am I the clone? Did they? Is that my clone? I don't. Yeah. At first, they do a good job of letting me think that you're with the original the whole time. Yeah. And and the and when it's all done and stuff through, you think that it was, and probably is. But then later, when you realize that all his friends have been through this multiple times, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't know. This yeah. is, mm. we don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm the original." Oh wow! You're just like and, fuck. And yeah, there's a point where it's like we're having fun with this. Let's go rob a rich person's house because there's no consequences. And then it's like some serious shit starts happening. Uh, what happens if you kill a clone? Can you know? Um, and, and it's like, okay, we've had our fun. Let's leave. Well, no, now you have, you know, all this information. You can't just simply leave with it. Uh, and it gets heavier and heavier and the dread builds and Mia Goth is rad. Uh, yeah, just, she is. The, she fucking rules. This the movie mind fuckery rules. is strong in this movie. Yeah. I think, uh, sorry, David, but ha- just pass the baton on. Let, let Brandon keep making movies. <laughs> yes. Uh, He's he's the new Cronenberg. He's he's uh they've cloned David as a young <laughs> it version. It might be true. Yeah, and and he, I'm loving his first. You know, Possessor was on my oh. list two years ago, and this is um this was high on my list. Uh, six doesn't feel right, but just miss mine. Yeah, yeah, but there's tons of other stuff. So uh, Infinity Pool rules. It's a Tad movie, that's for sure. Well, I believe he is the clone of David when he starts having flesh guns in his movies. That's what I sort of like too, is that he's not necessarily, I mean, yeah, he's he, not he, just ripping off his dad. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I mean for me to say, he's not just doing body horror and he's made a clone movie, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like that kind of body horror. Yeah. Yeah. Two clone movies. We, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I mean, we get to see Mia Goss naked body. So yeah. You've sold me on this movie. Oh, that's yep. all. You, you should have stopped started with that. <laughs> no, the whole premise sounds it sounds actually interesting. I mean, yeah, actually, it's, good. it's cool as fuck. Give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my number six. Oh God. We've already it already okay. got brought up. Uh, mine's Renfield. Renfield. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I was afraid I was going to gonna be the only one to have it on my list. Oh, it's it's so much fun, and I. Man, uh, yeah, when he, when uh, when they're doing the old, the black and white footage at the beginning, it's just it it's they did such a good job matching, you know, the original Dracula and with uh, Nick Cage's look. Like I didn't think any other actor could 
do a physical looking performance of Bella Lugosi other than Martin Landau and Nick Cage proved me wrong on this one. Like, you know, if you squint just right, you would be convinced it's Bella Lugosi. Uh, but other than that, the movie, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Some cool gore, some fun action, a lot of gore. It's so gory. It's great. I love how they take a lot of the mythology that has been all the way back to the original Dracula and putting some fun updated spins on it and not, and not telegraphing it to you either. Like the whole Dracula has to be invited in thing is, is a real thing in this movie for him to enter a house or wherever, but they don't, they don't spell it out for you. It's just, when he shows up at the, at the church or whatever for the support group and, and it massacres them, the head of the support group's like, come on in. And Renfield's like, no, but at no point is it ever like Dracula has to be invited in to places. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I really like that. And the bugs thing, how they've, uh, um, incorporated, uh, Renfield eating bugs and how that's how he manifests his powers, his Dracula powers. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's fun. I can't wait to see where it lands on Jason's list. <laughs> Just kidding. Number one, baby. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Woo! All right, that's that's uh, ten through six, <sighs> guys. That's half. We're halfway through this. So exciting! Oh, what's really exciting is what's to come. The top five. So that is it for part one of the Attack of the Killer Podcast Award Show. I want to thank everybody for listening, and special thanks to all the attackers for supporting the show. Mm-hmm. You could check out you could check out more of us on all the internets: YouTube, Facebook, Threads, X, TikTok, Instagram. I think I got them all. And tune in next week for the exciting conclusion of the Attack of the Killer Podcast Award Show. Will Jason buy another Transformer? Will we go a year without an A24 film on Tad or Jason's list? Doubtful. (laughs) Will I keep talking like this? Let's hope not. (laughs) Tune in next week and find out. Same attacker time, same attacker channel. Oh no, could this be the end of?